after eight. Right now, we're talking about commuting, spending time in traffic. Um, traffic is one of the biggest enemies of progress and the economy. Mm. And uh, we've been asking how much time you spend uh, in traffic. Please welcome right now Lisa Seftel, Executive Director Transport at the city of Johannesburg. Morning, Lisa. Thank you for joining us. Sure. Good morning to you and your listeners. Lisa, transport is this double-edged sword. On one hand, it's obviously a boost to the economy. Mm. The motoring industry is a big business spinner. But on the other hand, we're stuck in traffic and being counterproductive. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. Um, And in fact, one of the things that the city of Johannesburg really tries to push is that uh, in the peak, uh, in the morning and in the afternoon, rather use public transport or even some kind of forms of shared transport. And your car is for shopping, it's for holidays, it's not to spend lots of time in the peak. Mm. How much time, in fact, do you know how much time and productivity is lost because we're stuck on the road? I'm in a long queue at a taxi rank. The train is cancelled and nobody bothers to tell me. Well, look, that's very true. And um, I think one of the sad things, particularly about a big city like Johannesburg, is that while a lot of people spend their their time in the traffic, at least they're in a car, they listen to the radio, they listen to you and so on. But people who are waiting for only bus taxis or buses are waiting out in the cold, sometimes even without a shelter. Mm. And um, uh, But in a sense, we need to do both. Because if we are able to do public transport, both for rich people and poor people, and give them attractive shelters and it's safe and it's quick and you don't have to wait a long time, then there's less people on the road as well. Yeah. Less cars on the road and mm. everyone moves more quickly. Uh, Lisa, your volume levels keep going up and down. I don't know if your phone is away from from your mouth. No, my phone is right by my ear. Much, I'm sorry much, about that. M- much better. But what are the alternatives? Mm. Because we keep being told, have a car-free day, yeah. uh, carpooling. Mm. Mm. Why are we not cycling to work, for instance? Well, um, that I think you must ask your listeners why you're not cycling to work. But I think there are a number of issues Um in Johannesburg in particular, distances between home and work are quite long. Mm. Um, and then uh, I think there probably are safety issues, safety and security issues, mm. although a lot of that is in the mind of the beholder. Um, and uh, we believe that the more people that start to cycle, the more safer it is for everybody. Mm. And um, over the last couple of years, we have been trying to promote cycling as well as providing some kind of protection with dedicated cycling lanes. Why is there no enforcement in how cycle lanes are being used currently? You find people using them as parking, people using them Mm. as an additional lane. Mm. Why is there no enforcement Mm. in that regard? Well, um, as I said, there is some enforcement. Um, As you can imagine, the Johannesburg Metropolitan Police Department, the JPD, have got a lot of other priorities. And I suppose that if I send your chances there, there'd be more enforcement. So it's a little bit of a, a chicken and egg. But I do take your point that uh, enforcement is critical mm. to be able to enforce that cycling lane. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to understand something, but I'm, I'm failing to. You, you, you've been talking about cycling and people choosing not to cycle. And mm. my question is, how do you cycle from Mlazi to town uh, and be safe and have a lane. Are there lanes provided? How to cycle from Spooking to town? Are there lanes sure. provided for that? When when we mm. car drivers are struggling with 
the congestion and the taxi drivers trying to find their way on the yellow lane, where do people cycle? Because the only cycling thing that I've seen is in Sentin, mm. and it's from mm. it's from it's probably within ten k's, mm. and that's it. it mm. it's, it's for people from mm. maybe Alex to Sentin only. So please, um, I make me understand the comrade. Yes, yes. Now I think you raise a very important thing. In our view, it's not feasible to expect people to cycle more than between 7 or 10 k's in the morning. Mm. So that's why um, it is very feasible. And I think it's, uh, you know, important uh, to promote between Alexander where many people who live in Alexander are very poor and um, they can cut really down their cost of taxi fare and so on if they are able to uh, purchase a bike and then able to travel. Um, and we really have put a lot of effort to insist people traveling safely between Alexandra and Phantom. Um, we don't, and we don't expect that people could travel, say, between Soweto and the CBD, mm. or Johannesburg, or from Sebatim. That is just too far. And that's where we really believe you need to prioritize lanes for public transport users um, so that they can uh, get to work as quickly as possible and not get stuck in the traffic behind somebody who's only one person in a car. 747 Metro FM is where you are at. We're talking about the cost of your commute. Mm. Uh, on the line with us is Lisa Seftel, Executive Director of Transport at the City of Josie. Now, theoretically, of course, it would make better sense to use public transport, carpooling and all that. But mm. we really don't have the most integrated system. We don't have that kind of culture in South Africa of using that type of transportation. So what steps is your department, for example, taking to make it more integrated and, of course, make it more appealing to, you know, the, the general public? And, and to add to what you're saying, I mean, for instance, uh, in a city like London, mm. I know that my ticket can take me from the train to, to a bus. bus. Exactly. Mm. Well, let me just say, you know, it depends about what you say about whose culture. Um, the majority of people in Johannesburg and in most parts of the country and indefinitely in most cities use public transport. And there are very dynamic cultures amongst taxi users and rail users and uh, public transport users. So I think what you're referring to is sort of middle-class people, people mm. who now migrate to the suburbs. Mm. And for them, um, they expect a positive understanding because of what they're talking. Um, although we have seen in the a lot of people moving away from their private cars to using the car train, to using Uber, um, and uh, seeing the benefits of it. So I do think that there is a, well, there's always been a culture of public transport, and there is probably some kind of cultural shift um, that is even happening amongst middle classes and uh, so on and so on. But I do take your point that it is very important that um, city and, and all cities and, and, and we try and uh, uh, promote quality, safe public transport, mm. and which is as, as accessible as possible. Mm. Because I look forward to the system being so integrated that my bus ticket can get me onto a train mm. and into a minibus taxi yeah. and even get me into a sure. tuk-tuk if I need to go between mm. streets. Mm. But it's not but like as that. You're saying that does, it, it, it doesn't happen at the moment, although there are initiatives to try and integrate the hard train and the rear bike ticket. Mm. But I think for a developing country, when you have integration, there's a cost. Now, ultimately, that will push up the cost of the ticket. Um, and when you ask most commuters what do they want, the cheapest ticket or a single ticket, at this point in time, they would probably be arguing for a, a cheapest ticket. But technology evolves, and we do hope that at some point, 
um, that will be achievable. I think uh, we'll leave it at that. Um, thank you so much uh, for your time, Lisa Seftel, Executive Director of Transport at the City of Jersey. Um, a tweet from Rudolph, um, in fact, from Azwai. Um, she said a lot, but she's actually said nothing. I don't know what I've taken from that interview. Is that what she's saying? Uh, yeah, that's what Mazwai is saying, or Mazwi. I'm with you. I'm with Mazi. Like, yeah. Honestly, honestly, if I speak from the part of my heart and I'm going to die in 10 seconds, <laughs> I'm with you. It's, it's, it sounded, it's, it sounded one-sided. It sounded defensive. It sounded... Um, is there a plan? Trying, trying, to, trying to sound like you're saying something and you're doing something. It was just words that were, were kind of like, um, why are you asking me this? It doesn't affect me. I've got a job. Uh, my job is to answer and um, I really can't relate with what you're asking me. Because like she said, well, there's a part where she really, I, I was outside and she, she really got my attention like how Lucisilo. Um, when she said, it's, it's up to you if you want to cycle or not. No, it's not up to me if I want to cycle or not. I don't have a choice. I have to take a taxi. Mm-hmm. How do I cycle from Cebu Gang to town? Which lane do I use? And one, have you ever thought of how much, how expensive bicycles are? Have you ever made uh, 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 provisions of companies to make bicycles uh, affordable? Mm-hmm. Because it's not just about a bicycle. Mm-hmm. It's about how much it costs to get that bicycle. Bicycles are expensive. Have you ever thought of that? No. You've got a car. You've got a parking in a VIP space in a building. Johannesburg Transportation of Education and Agricultural Cervetral. Uh, yes. I, you right. A colleague of ours from another radio station says Lisa has always been a bad interview guest.